0: Welcome to the News Drive at 5, here for January the 8th, 2024. I'm your host, Patrick Reynolds. Thank you for spending your drive home with us this afternoon on WSIC News Talk Radio. 105.9 FM in Lake Norman, 100.7 FM. And 1400 a.m. in Iredell County, anywhere in the world on wsicnews.com and the wsic socials. We are live the video feed on Facebook, the platform formerly known as Twitter, LinkedIn and YouTube. You just heard Local Biz Now with Joe Vag known Where your business matters, heard every Monday right here at 4 p.m. on WSIC. 704 873 1400 will get you online with us to join the show. Beginning with our top five at five. Number one, we've got more incoming weather for the area as we have an alert for flash flooding tomorrow. Carolina Weather Group meteorologist Chase Myers will join us shortly. We have an update on the motorcyclist that came close to hitting a Troutman student as he exited a stopped school bus last week. Sections of Mooresville suffered a power outage on Sunday night. McGuire Nuclear Station schedules a siren test. We'll tell you when. And Aradale-Statesville School's 24-25 calendar could be finalized or at least proposed this evening. Our late story... A powerful storm system is forecast to hit our area on Tuesday. Rain is scheduled to begin early Tuesday morning and grow heavier as the day goes on. The Charlotte area is expected to get about two to three inches of rain. The expected totals will likely lead to flooding concerns for the region from Charlotte to areas further west. Another cause for concern will be strong winds. The 20 to 30 mile per hour winds likely they are going to lead to uh, some power outages and downed trees. There is also a tornado risk for the afternoon from Charlotte to eastern parts of the region. As we said, meteorologist Chase Myers will join the News Drive at 5 shortly after the break. We did have a caller. I'm checking with my producer. Do we have a caller? We do have a caller on the line. Hello, caller. Welcome to the News Drive at 5.
1: Hey, good afternoon, guys. How are you guys doing today?
0: We're doing very good. Is this Yolanda from iCats? This is Yolanda
1: from iCats. Happy Monday.
0: Happy Monday to you. How was the weekend? And how? better question, how are you doing on your Monday drive home?
1: Oh, uh, Monday drive home is going perfectly. I should be getting off on time. Traffic is good flowing very nicely can't say anything else about it
0: <laughs> where are you right now so you can give our audience a little bit of a reference point of the clear roads that you I am
1: seeing. I am downtown Charlotte I'm near the uh, tr- uh, Charlotte Transportation Center um, here on Fourth Street okay. and um, everything is quiet everything
0: is good well this is the first i guess official back to work monday for 2024 so let's hope that it continues to roll that way yolanda we thank you for the update
1: thank you so much have a great evening
0: you too we'll talk to you tomorrow yolanda with icats calling in checking in with us here at wsic no traffic issues to report as of yet uh, We got 5.09 p.m. just coming up on 5.10 p.m. Eastern Time, January the 8th, 2024. Thank you to Yolanda for iCats. We're going to hopefully talk to her every day from now on, get you a traffic update during the news drive at 5 during our hour with you. As we talked earlier, we we could have weather in the area tomorrow, and we will have an update on that in the next segment. Right now, we've got an update on the story from last week where a motorcycle rider came close to hitting a student in Troutman as he exited a school bus. Right now, we have a Davidson man has been arrested in connection with the incident in which an elementary school student was almost struck by that motorcycle at his bus stop on Thursday. The North Carolina Highway Patrol announced the arrest of Ishmael Gonzalez. Gonzalez's arrest stems from that near miss. It occurred on Carlisle Road in in Troutman about 2.38 p.m. on Thursday. The video released from Iredell Statesville Schools on Friday showed the student nearly get hit by a motorcycle as the student was crossing the road in front of the school bus. A member of the public gave Iredell Firewire founder Dan Gittrow a tip about a possible location of the motorcyclist. The location was the McDonald's located at 497 River Highway in Mooresville. After comparing a photo of the suspect motorcycle with a photo of the motorcycle at the restaurant, Gittrow contacted local law enforcement's troopers, responded, and interviewed Gonzalez, which led to his arrest. Gittrow said this is just another example of the good Good Iredell Fire, Firewire does for the citizens of Iredell County. Iredell Firewire, a good Facebook page. If you'd like to hop on your Facebook account, we're going to give two thumbs up for Iredell Firewire. That helped keep WSIC News in the loop with information on this story as well as others in our in our uh, listening pattern. we got to give Iredell Firewire credit as they are a good collaborator with us. Their uh, stories, they keep the public informed and also a good partner with us, so we want to give a lot of credit to them in helping us keep you informed as well here on the News Drive at 5. Now, the Iredell-Statesville School Board of Education delayed a vote on the school calendar last month because members could not decide whether to implement a calendar that violates North Carolina school calendar laws. The school board is expected to revisit this matter and adopt a calendar tonight during their regular meeting, which begins at 6 p.m. at the Career Academy and Technical School in Troutman. Now, for the 2024 to 25 school year, ISS Director of Accountability, Testing, and Student Information, Laura Elliott, presented two calendars for the board last one. Option one the school year will begin on August 12th, 2024, and the last day of school would be May 23rd, 2025. The first semester would end prior to the winter break. Students would attend school for 176 days or 1,000 fifty56 hours. Option two, the start date would be August 26, 2024, and the last day of school would be June 10th, 2025. The sem- first semester would end after the winter break in mid-January. Students would attend school for a total of 179 days or 1,074 hours. In the past, the district with the support of the Iredell County Board of Commissioners has requested that the General Assembly allow local boards of education authority to set their own school calendar. School officials argue that existing state law forces students to take their final exams after winter break and causes misalignment for early college high school students. You are listening to the News Drive at five, and after the break, coming up, we will talk to Chase Myers of the Carolina Weather Group. He's going to give us an update on the incoming storm. Evidently, this winter storm looks to be a rain and wind event for our area near Charlotte, Iredell County, Lake Norman, etc. But all up and down the Midwest and possibly the East Coast, it could be adding snow in quite a bit. It's a winter storm, looks to be somewhat treacherous. It depends on and what part of the nation that you are in. We're going to keep you updated, and we won't even be guessing with you. We'll have Chase Myers as you listen to his reports here throughout the day on WSIC. He will be on air with us, give you the details, and we're going to know what to expect tomorrow uh, during this winter storm, possibly, hopefully, rain and wind event. You're listening to the News Drive at 5. I am Patrick Reynolds, and we will be back right after this. Welcome back to the News Drive at 5 for January the 8th, 2024, here on WSIC News Talk Radio. I am your host, Patrick Reynolds, and joining us on the hotline, meteorologist from the Carolina Weather Group. He joined us last week. We had some to talk about. We've got more to talk about. Chase Myers joins us. How are you, Chase? Hey, good evening, guys. How you doing? We're doing well. We're doing well here. We just got uh, chatting with you. Got done chatting with you on Friday. Prepared us for a very wet Saturday. And as you predicted and told us, we're getting ready to put the rain gear back on again for Tuesday. What is going on out there?
1: Yeah, I believe we talked last week. I said yeah. it probably wouldn't be the last time within a couple of days. <laughs> you are correct. Other. No, I. You know, we're in a very active weather pattern right now you know we talk a lot about el nino and it's talked a lot about that being our pattern for the winter and a lot of times you know people like to equate that to being snow but it isn't always that way and we've kind of been figuring that out here over the last couple of weeks right we have a couple of dry days and then usually every 3 to 5 days we're getting a new system heading our way so you know we're taking them one at a time uh sort of like we have been first one was last week second one was Saturday and now we have another one on the way for tomorrow uh, and while this does look to be a lot of rain I think even more serious than that, you know, I I would call tomorrow a a serious weather day Mm. for the Carolinas, for Statesville, the Lake Norman area as well. And the reason for that being is, you know, maybe not so much in the way of thunderstorms, even though that's that's a, a, a possibility it's really more so with all the rain and the wind itself that we're going to have even outside of thunderstorms so uh, we do have rain on the way for tomorrow and quite a lot of that I would especially you know if you go north to statesville north of lake norman if you go up into the foothills and even up into the mountains, i would be concerned not only about the heavy rain that we'll get uh, but also about the potential for flooding and that that really could be anywhere across the area but i probably would say an even height risk uh, even more heightened risk if you go up over the foothills and the uh, higher elevations there. Drainage is poor. Uh, a lot of times when you get a system like this, too, you get a thing without going into the woods too much called uh, called moisture upglide. So basically what you have is all of that moisture and all that wind being lifted up over the higher terrain, and it actually causes more rain or training rain, that we call it, where it rains really, really heavy over one area for a long amount of time. So I would be concerned about that. You know, rain is going to be an all-day thing. Uh, Some of it torrential, some of it really heavy, especially as we get into the afternoon and into tomorrow evening. Now, of course, along with that, we're also going to have really, really gusty winds. Uh, If you go up over the foothills, up into the mountains, high wind warnings have been uh, issued for those areas. Uh, We could see wind gusts on the order of 40 to 50 miles per hour. Some of those may, may be higher than that, especially in the thunderstorms that we get. So you also have to kind of think back to the last couple of weeks. We've had a lot of rain over the last couple of weeks, you know, several inches. And the ground, if you step outside right now, you'll notice, hey, the ground's a little bit mushy um, and a little bit wet under your feet. So we're talking about adding two to three, maybe possibly more in some isolated areas than that uh, with distance system tomorrow. You couple that with the high winds that is a recipe for down trees and for power outages. And while I don't expect everybody to have that, of course, I think that's something that we'll need to watch out for tomorrow, as well as ponding on the roadways with heavy rainfall and just flooding overall as a, as a general risk for tomorrow. Uh, there've been a lot of school systems across the area, um, you know, that have said, Hey, we're going to dismiss early, or we're going to cancel evening activities for that reason. And when you put buses, um, on a road that's flooded along with high wind, a lot of times that, that, that can be dangerous. So I think that may be part of the reason why we're seeing those school systems cancel or dismiss early. You um, have to talk about the storm risk um, mm-hmm. because it's bigger, but the further west that we are, the better off we are with, these, with just a low chance of a couple storms. Uh, one or two of those may be severe. If you go a little further to the east um, into the triad, a little bit better of a risk there. Uh, if you go further into the sand hills of North Carolina, eastern North Carolina, and down along the coast, now we're talking about a pretty heightened risk of severe storms and a pretty heightened risk of, of tornadoes along the coast in eastern North Carolina, actually. So while that is a concern around these around this area, it's not a super heightened risk. Um, I would just say, you know, hopefully you've used today. If not, you still got some daylight. You know, use this evening and tonight as your prep time. Uh, if there's anything loose in the yard, if you got a trampoline, tie it down. If you have loose items, decorations bring those inside, put them in the garage if you can. Um, trash cans you know, it might sound silly, but a wind like that will send your trash can on down to the neighbors down the road. So uh, secure those things, bring those Bring those things in, and just sort of prepare for tomorrow. Make sure the gutters are clean, the drains around your house are clean um, with all of that rain on the way. But it, it's out of here by Wednesday morning, um, but tomorrow is one of those days where we need to pay attention. And even though our storm risk is low, make sure you have a way to get warnings if they're issued, you know, whether that be your phone, uh, whether that be you know uh, a, a news app or a, a weather app that'll alert you if warnings get issued uh, if you have a weather radio that's that's great um, but just make sure you have a way to get warnings that they're issued tomorrow in, in case there are severe storms or tornadoes
0: Jay, she told us last week that earlier in the winter we were in a drought and it was dry then we've got some significant rainfall now does this put us in a surplus and is that what is leading to the potential for flooding with this incoming storm
1: Yeah, really good question. Um, (laughs) Seems funny that a month ago we were talking about an extensive drought. Not just here, but all across North Carolina. Uh, We've had so much rain over the last month that we are out of that. You know, we're completely out of that drought. And especially western North Carolina. You know, if you go up a little further toward Hickory, up into the mountains, and even Statesville, Lake Norman, that area. uh Uh Pretty much all of that has been corrected. Um, And while we are not dry... I wouldn't say we have a huge surplus of rain either. Yeah. It, it, it's kind of funny, you know, with a really dry ground, it takes a little while for that to saturate and a lot of it to get soaked up. Um, so while we do have a little bit of a surplus, you know, a little bit of little bit extra rain would help. Of course, you don't want to get two to three inches in one day. That kind of um, kind of negates the, the issue there with a lot of runoff, and a lot of flooding concern. Uh, but we're, we're definitely out of the drought. Um, we continue to get rain like this. We're not going to be talking about talking about drought for a long time. Again, a lot of rain, a amount of time. Is a little less beneficial because of all the runoff. So that's where we're, that's why we're concerned about flooding mm-hmm. tomorrow.
0: For our audience, what would you say would be their number one concern right now? We've talked flooding, we've talked uh, the rain, possible wind. There's a lot going on here. It could give us a little bit of a headache in more than one level. What do you think is the number one concern for the audience here?
1: Number one concern, I would say, would be for wind. Okay. Um, the flooding, the flooding is up there, but you know, flooding and, and wind are sort of side by side. If I had to stack one on top of the other, I'd say win. Um, just because, even you know, even without the rain that we'll get tomorrow, you already have a saturated ground, and so it doesn't take a lot. You know, a uh, uh, 25 to 30 mile per hour windy day is normal. Um, you start to get into 40 to 50 mile per hour gusts, and now we're starting to get a little more concerned. You know, it doesn't take a lot to topple trees uh, when it's dry. Now the ground is loose, the so roots are loose. Uh, that kind of wind will definitely blow over some trees, and I would, I would say you know, by the evening we'll probably we'll have some power outages across the mm-hmm. area. Uh, obviously, you know I'm not saying that's going to be your neighborhood or your backyard, but that's what, that's what I would be concerned with the most with the wind.
0: I was part of a networking group that actually had a scheduled uh, event in the morning down in Charlotte, on the north side of Charlotte. They've already postponed that. What the forecasts that you see, are, are you, do you expect more moves like that, uh, that for us to hear about that, of people just uh, postponing or rescheduling events? Is this that big of a deal for rain and wind tomorrow morning for folks?
1: Well, if you think back, think back to Saturday, you know, a lot of folks got concerned Friday night, Friday afternoon, because we saw salt trucks you know, in parts of the area, salting trucks. And while freezing rain, icing wasn't a huge concern. I think that was really a, Hey, we're better safe than sorry approach. And I think the same kind of thing tomorrow too, you know, it's, it's, it's almost like a domino effect. You get one group or one school to cancel something Mm -hmm. and everybody kind of falls in line. Um, so same kind of thing with events like that. You know, if one's canceled, I'd say you'd probably see a handful uh, you know, handful more of those being canceled. Um, Really honestly though early on tomorrow yeah it's going to be messy it's going to be rainy but I would be more concerned about the afternoon and evening that's where things kind of kind of kick up a little bit but yeah it'll be wet it'll be a messy morning commute tomorrow the evening commute tomorrow will be a bit uh, you know it'll be a bit tricky so mm-hmm. I would say just pack patience be a little extra careful Um, plan some extra time both ways coming and going tomorrow
0: let's talk a few more days beyond that we're preparing for this on tuesday you've given us a good rundown what do we expect for the rest of the week after we get uh, finished with tuesday
1: well we're still in an active pattern so we get done with tomorrow we're dry uh gives us a chance to soak some of that up for wednesday and thursday both those days have have sunshine uh but then it looks like we may have another system on the way with some rain for friday um into early saturday morning that doesn't look to be anything like like tomorrow does. but like I said, you know, kind of taking them one at a time. Give them a couple of days to dry out, and then we'll worry about some rain on the way for way for Friday. We'll get through tomorrow, and then start mm-hmm. to focus on that.
0: So Friday is that also still part of this El Nino pattern that we're experiencing?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I'll throw this little tidbit in there too. Sure. North Carolina, North Carolina snow lovers are starting to get antsy. <laughs> <laughs> it's 710 ish days since we had measurable snow uh, uh, in the area, and while we haven't really had an opportunity for that. The, the weather pattern stays fairly active as we go through the rest of uh, January. Uh, you know, when you look long-term, it does look like the really middle end of January is going to be colder. So, hey, you know, there may be a little more opportunity there, but but we stay at least pretty active for the next couple of weeks. Doesn't necessarily mean a new super wet system every two days, um, but January, I think, is going to keep us on our toes through the end.
0: Well, 710 days of measurable snow. I am not one of those folks that gets too excited about <laughs> snow. I'm happy to add to the 710, so I appreciate the statistics, and I appreciate sure. the update very much. Thank you on behalf of our audience for keeping us informed on this weather uh, incoming here.
1: Sure guys, enjoy the rest of your evening. Have a great rest of your show and uh of course we'll be we'll be back with you tomorrow with more updates.
0: Okay, we'll be talking to you soon. Thank you so much, Chase. Have a great night. Thanks guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Chase Myers everybody. Uh Carolina Weather Group keeping us updated here uh throughout the day here on WSIC. You hear their updates here at WSIC News Talk Radio, and Chase joining us for the second time in, I think, five broadcasts of the News Drive at 5. Weather has been an issue here. We'll keep you informed. Uh, We'll keep you up to date on the traffic, on the latest headlines, and especially the weather. That's what's making news. We'll keep you in the loop. You are listening to the News Drive at 5 here on WSIC News Talk Radio. North Charlotte, Lake Norman, Iredell County, Western side of the lake norman i'm your host patrick reynolds we'll talk to you right after this welcome back to the news drive at five i'm patrick reynolds here on wsic news talk radio 105.9 fm around lake norman 100.7 and 1400 a.m Iredell county anywhere in the world, WSICnews.com and the WSIC News social media channels, Facebook X, YouTube, and LinkedIn all carrying the video feed, and you may want to check out this morning's rebroadcast on demand of Good Morning LKN, hosted by Justin Kazepis and Mamie Lee. Both producer Joe and myself spent some time on the morning show today, January the eighth. It is 2024, so if you go on our social media channels, want to check out what we had to say. Uh, Joe will be coming up at the scoreboard at the top of the. We'll talk to him in a little bit. We just talked about WSIC and the programming. Good morning, LKN. A fun show. If you're looking for a local morning show here around the Lake Norman region, good morning, LKN. Good for Statesville, Iredell County, west side of the lake. Justin in Mamie, keeping you entertained and informed all morning long. 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. weekday mornings here on WSIC. Mooresville experienced a small power outage due to trees down on power lines on Sunday night. Duke Energy reported that over 3,600 total customers had lost power with four different power outages affecting the area. Uh, estimated repair time last night was around 930. We believe everybody is back up and running there. It's a good thing because as we just talked to Chase Myers, we could be experiencing more of that on Tuesday, January the 9th, with the increase coming winter storm. Fortunately, on our end, it is wind and rain and not so much the big heavy snowfall that looks to be affecting the Midwest and the northern part of the East Coast here in the United States. The McGuire Nuclear Station is having a siren test. Now, the outdoor warning sirens around the station they will be tested between 11 a.m. and 1 p.m. on Wednesday, January the 10th. The 67 sirens, yes, 67 that is, within 10 miles of the McGuire nuclear station will sound for 5 to 30 seconds. Uh, They ensure they are functioning properly. It may be necessary to test some sirens more than once. This test is performed in cooperation with emergency officials in Mecklenburg, Gaston, Iredell, Lincoln, and Catawba counties, who are responsible for sounding the sirens. Because this is a test, local broadcasting stations will not interrupt regular programming to broadcast emergency alert system messages. If there was a real emergency at the plant requiring the sirens to be sounded. Local radio and television stations would broadcast information and instructions to the public. No public action is required. Again, those tests will be 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. on Wednesday, January the 10th. Stations like WSIC, we keep you informed. If there was a real emergency, we would interrupt our programming to tell you what was going on. But on Wednesday, January the 10th, those sirens... uh, Uh, can't stress enough will be only a test so don't expect the wsic programming to change do you know an Iredell county resident who volunteers their time and efforts consistently someone who gets tirely of themselves to help others in our community If so, now is your opportunity to nominate these exceptional volunteers for the 2024 North Carolina Governor's Volunteer Service Award. Nominating these outstanding community members is a great way to show how much their volunteer service is appreciated in the community. Now, the Governor's Volunteer Service Award honors the true spirit of volunteerism by recognizing individuals, groups, and businesses that significantly contribute to their community through volunteer service. Any person, group, or entity from the public, nonprofit, and private sectors can be nominated for an award. There are categories for the types of nominees, including seniors, youth, faith-based, family, group, and business, as well as others. Additional categories are based on the area of service, for instance, animals, environmental, disaster, youth, nature preservation, and others as well. The United Way of Iredell County is the designated office for receiving all volunteer nominations for the 2024 cycle. Fill out a nomination form, provide references supporting their nominees, and submit them to Linda Wahlberg by email at uwiredale.org. That's uwiredel.org. An awards committee will then review all qualified nominations and will choose up to 10 volunteers who will be selected for submission to the governor's office for consideration. All nominations must be submitted or postdated no later than January 26th 2024 to be considered for the United Way of Iredell County's Award Committee. The selected award recipients will be honored at a volunteer recognition event later this year, where the United Way will celebrate their achievements and express our gratitude for their unwavering support to our community. 704 873 1400. You can join the show once again, 704 873 1400. If you'd like to talk to us here on the news drive at 5 about any of our headline stories or maybe whatever's on your mind. As we had that traffic update earlier from Yolanda of ICATS, if you are on your way home and spot anything that our eagle eyes have not, feel free to call in and share with us. 704 873 1400. The North Carolina Department of Health and Human Services is providing 5,000 free residential radon test kits during Radon Action Month. Governor Roy Cooper has proclaimed January as Radon Action Month to raise the public's awareness of radon, promoting testing and mitigation for radon, and reduce the risk of lung cancer from radon. Testing is the only way to know if you or your family is at risk and residents can order a free test kit while supplies last at the NCDHHS website. That's the North Carolina Department of Health and Human Services. Now, information provided by the US Centers for Disease Control and Prevention indicated that 73 of the 100 counties in North Carolina have indoor air levels of radon that are Above safety standards. Everyone is exposed to some level of radon. The question is not if you are exposed, but how high is your level of exposure? Elevated indoor radon is a preventable and fixable problem similar in cost to other home improvements. The North Carolina Radon Program recommends hiring a certified radon mitigator to fix elevated levels. 704-873-1400, join us in the studio, 704-873-1400. Coming up later this week, the Martin Luther King Jr. Breakfast and Day of Service in Troutman begins at 8.30 a.m. on Friday, January 12th. There is still time to register. Participants will meet at the Career Academy and Technical School in Troutman at 8.30 a.m. for a ceremony and enjoy a free breakfast, followed by a community service project. Former NFL player Eugene Robinson will be the speaker. Robinson played 16 years in the National Football League, including three Super Bowls with a win in 1996. Also has played in three Pro Bowls. He is currently ranked 12th on the all-time interception list with 57. Robinson lives in Charlotte. In addition to being a co-host of WCNC's Charlotte Today, Robinson currently works as a broadcast analyst for the Carolina Panthers and as a high school football wrestling and track coach at Charlotte Christian High School. He does some preaching and motivational speaking to charities, churches, and other civic organizations throughout the Carolinas. Community members can join the celebration for King's Legacy for both the breakfast and the service project or just one or the other. That coming up later this week here in Troutman. Now, Joe, Producer Joe, if I could turn to you as we're coming up on a break here, just as a trivia question. Eugene Robinson, our speaker coming up, played with the NFL. He's got a Super Bowl win, 1996. What was the team? Mmm.
2: You know, I might have to tease that one. It sounds like we're coming up on a break.
0: <laughs> didn't, know if, didn't know if you knew that <laughs> one off the top of your head or if that's something we'd have to research. We're, we're going to turn to Dr. Google during the commercial. We might. We might. I promise I won't cheat. NFL statisticians are yelling at their radios right now, the <laughs> correct answer. You're listening to the, to the News Drive at 5. I'm Patrick Reynolds. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back to the News Drive at 5 here in WSIC News Talk Radio. I am Patrick Reynolds. You're listening on 105.9 FM in North Charlotte and Lake Norman, 100.7 FM and 1400 AM in Iredell County and Statesville. Anywhere in the world, wsicnews.com and our platform of social media. WSIC News on Facebook, X, YouTube and LinkedIn. As we talked at the top of the hour, our lead story is this storm system that is approaching our way for Tuesday, January the 9th, as we talk to you live here on January the 8th, 2024. So Tuesday, January the 9th, we have a, a significant storm system with some wind and some rain approaching the Lake Norman and Charlotte area. And we have breaking news during the news drive at 5, as Charlotte Mecklenburg's School system has closed for Tuesday, January the 9th. Just in case you're listening to a replay of the show, want to make sure as our, our information is accurate from when you're listening to it, uh, as this show is repeated overnight as well. We are doing this live Monday, January the 8th, so Tuesday, January the 9th, CMC schools are closed. We will keep you up to date and keeping an eye on some other school systems and other events in the area that may pop up with some news updates, schedule, anything like that during our show from now until the top of the hour. And in uh, to answer our trivia question, 1996 Super Bowl winner was the Green Bay Packers. The Pack. The Pack. Yeah. I, I'll i have it. It happened during a commercial, but I actually did remember that without Googling it. It was somewhat of a guess. I didn't think, well, it wasn't a slam dunk that I'd put serious money on it, but I guessed correctly. You yes. did a good job. You Thank did better you. than I did. Yeah. Well, I just, you know, I figured I'd bow down to you for your expertise <laughs> there. Once in a while, you know the blind squirrel gets a nut.
2: Yeah, sometimes when things are before your time, you just don't <laughs> quite know it as well.
0: You you're not that young, are you?
2: I'm I was born I'm a, I'm a 97 baby.
0: You're a 97, so that Super Bowl happened before you were born. Just a little bit. I just felt slightly more mature than I did (laughs) five seconds ago. (laughs) I didn't know you were that young. Oh, I'm sorry to break that news
2: to you. (laughs) No, that's okay.
0: That's okay. No, I appreciate your youthful enthusiasm. Keeps me young, too. That's right. Beautiful thing. Yes, it is. (laughs) So thank you for spending your afternoon with us and your drive home here at the News Drive at 5. Stories to keep you updated on as we uh, roll through the afternoon. There is a new golf course opening up here in the Statesville area January 13th. The former Larkin Golf Club. The transformation began. What the owners will predict will become a public regional entertainment destination. How did this happen? It began with an email. Um, the president of Lake Cations LLC Todd, I'll say Senf, I hope I pronounce his last name correctly, learned that Wingate University was selling the golf course it had been gifted in Statesville. He sent an email to a group of golf buddies, most of whom work in the auto racing industry, to see if anyone was interested in buying the course. NASCAR play-by-play commentator Rick Allen was among those who received the email. He and other members of uh, the Golf Guys Tour were intrigued by the proposal and arranged to play a round at the course. Allen said, after six holes, we were blown away because it was such a nice course. The location just off I-77, a uh, fastest-growing county of 200,000 people, that's us in Ardell, was icing on the cake. Rick Allen added, It looked like there was such a boom in the area taking place. We really wanted to be a part of it. The ownership group, which includes Daytona 500 winners Michael Waltrip and Ricky Stenhouse Jr., decided to make an offer. As Allen said, the next thing you know, we owned a golf course, Uh, including the acquisition of the golf course in the spacious clubhouse. Significant upgrades to both were put in. The founders have invested about $600 million, in what is appropriately titled now, The 500 Club. The grand opening is scheduled for Saturday, January 13th from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. The event includes a ribbon cutting ceremony, food and beverages, a putting contest, golf simulators, cornhole, and appearances by NASCAR personalities. The event is open to the public. Now, the Clubhouse was gutted and has been completely renovated. It features a restaurant with a diverse menu and a sports bar. There is also a new putting course. Golf simulators have been ordered. There are plans to add hitting bays, video games, and outdoor pickleball courts in the next few months. The golf course has also been upgraded with new greens, new bunkers, and two new bridges, one of which will be named the Jude Bridge in honor of beloved golf course employee Jude McAlphin, who died in April. So the 500 Club will have their ribbon cutting this Saturday, January 13th, here in Statesville. Joe, would that be something that, uh, as a golfer that you are, would you jump on board
2: with that? <laughs> you know, the last time I went golfing... Uh, I shot pretty well, actually. You know, for myself, I don't know uh, how many people out there are familiar, but I shot a 53 on the front nine. You know, we're, we're okay. still trying to get under 100. Mm-hmm. And then we stopped tracking our scores on the back nine because we lost win <laughs> I, I don't know what happened, but all of a sudden we couldn't go straight. So, you know, my golf skills are
0: not that great. I consider my golf game and my bowling game similar. If I break <laughs> 100 on either, that's a really, really there good day. There you go. I could also pair my golf game to singing. As I told somebody recently, I don't sing. They corrected me and said, yes, you do sing. You just sing poorly. <laughs> Say, well, I would call my golf game the same.
2: Yeah, yeah, yep. I'd agree with that one.
0: So the 500 Club opening up or having a ribbon cutting this Saturday, January the 13th. I, uh, I got a new set of clubs a couple of years ago. Okay. For starter clubs to match my skill level. I was finding myself getting invited to a lot of charity fundraisers around the area, and declining the invitations, because I did not know how to play golf. I still play poorly, but I, I said I needed to be a part of this. If nothing else, you are raising money and doing something for a good cause. Right. I wanted to be a part of that, and it was a good part of the community. There's a lot of strong people around here in our WSIC family, and uh, I I consider it my singing game as well. As <laughs> like I don't do well, but I'm good enough to have some clubs hit the ball and raise some money for a good cause. So just I'm not a threat for any kind of victory for sure. I'm right with you. You and I should play then. <laughs> we could.
2: You know, when I first started playing golf i didn't know if i was a lefty or a righty really i grew up playing baseball and i Mm -hmm. was a switch hitter in baseball so when i started playing golf it was like uh which way should i do it Uh settled on righty okay but for a while i was a left-handed swinger and a right-handed putter (laughs)
0: <laughs> it was it was weird. That's weird. It was very weird. I mean, that's kind of cool. <laughs> uh, producer Bill on the morning show uh, down in our Cornelius studios is a lefty. Oh, and yes, he, used, he is. He used to use that as an excuse not to play. Uh,
2: that's that's what no he sh- excuse. I got left-handed clubs. I can give them to him. I don't use them anymore.
0: I was listening to him. Well, I think he does play now. I was listening to him and Justin Kazepis on the way up here this afternoon Okay, with uh, their afternoon show on Mondays. And he... Uh, yeah, Bill Bill, let us in on that. That Yeah, I'm a lefty, but that excuse doesn't fly anymore. <laughs> it doesn't, so.
2: it doesn't. There are left-handed clubs.
0: There are left-handed clubs. So we're rolling into the sports world right now anyway, with all this golf talk here. We got. I think it's cool that this new 500 club is opening up yeah, here in states. Yeah, it sounds awesome. Scoreboard coming up at the top of the hour, which we chatted a little bit about uh, this morning on, uh, you and I made guest shots on yes, Good Morning LKN yeah. with Justin and Mamie. Big game tonight. That's about the fifth time today someone said that to you. I know, get, right? Big game it's, tonight,
2: right? You know what? And, and I usually go right for the lead stories, but that one, I, I think it needs to go on the back burner today. Really? Because we have a lot of NFL news. Mm-hmm. The regular season yeah. ending... Coach is being fired. We had another firing here in the Panthers organization with the GM, Scott Fitterer is out. We have a lot of updates on who they're looking at, who they've requested to interview. But yeah, that is the biggest story, is the national championship, obviously.
0: I used to work in the NASCAR industry and the Monday after the last race of the season was always Black Monday in that. If you went out to I-77, you'd have guys in their trucks, you'd see the toolboxes rolling up and down as they were trying to figure out their next move as the shop's cleaned house. It was a tough industry. It is. Yeah. So we've got uh, a lot of NFL moves plus the, the college championship. Plus and the a,
2: college championship.
0: You got a pick for the college championship? I've been saying
2: Washington. Okay. I do. You know, not only because I think Michael Penix is a really great player and whatever team he goes to is going to get a real, real nice player.
0: Yes. I, I agree. think
2: it would just be poetic justice for the Pac-12 to leave college football with a championship <laughs> okay. in football. Fair enough. So I just, with, with all the news earlier this year of the Pac 12 being gone and teams getting scooped up by other conferences, I just think it would be, and they were the best conference this year, in my opinion. I just think it'd be poetic justice that they go out on top.
0: I find that much more accurate. I can't believe Justin was asking us who the NASCAR Cup Series champion was going to be in January. Like, I know. Bro. <laughs> we haven't even you taken a laugh of practice yet.
2: Sometimes his questions stump me so bad I just I just have to laugh. I, I just can't I, I can't I can't it's early in the morning for yeah. me.
0: <laughs> for the record, I will take Michigan for tonight's game because I think they're gonna ride some momentum up there. Okay. I, I I see what the Lions are doing and I'm just feeling that energy in we that need upper some Midwest. Kind of rest. We need some kind of bet. Okay. Well, we'll look into that. Some kind we'll of. We'll have to figure it out. Some kind of bet. Yeah. yeah not not something just bourgeois like money, but we got to make it interesting. I, uh,
2: yeah. I don't know. Maybe you have to do the show with like some weird hat on
0: or something. I don't know. Okay. Like a cool. <laughs> cool shirt. Something like that. I don't know. No shirt. Oh. Oh. Hey, oh. Hey. <laughs> Family show. Family show. Good thing I work out. (laughs) You have been listening to the News Drive at 5 here on WSIC News Talk Radio. I'm Patrick Reynolds. That buttons up our Monday afternoon with you. We'll talk to you tomorrow, Tuesday, 5 p.m. Eastern Time. See you tomorrow, everybody.